And welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin, and uh, we're going to come at you with some basketball. We've got an update on basketball. We didn't really talk about it last week. Uh, Pro Tops, uh, and we're going to talk some football going into South Florida. Stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I am not a change person in the past. I've needed a therapist. We need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, better you do. You can filter out who you'd like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com Redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hey, how about them? Good Lord. All right. How's it going, guys? Matt, are you doing all right, bud? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Um, I know we got a lot to talk about tonight, so we will go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, volleyball had an impressive crowd this past weekend. Yes, they did, man. I, I couldn't believe. Uh, I mean, it's the first match of the season, whatever. But, yeah, they had over 2,000 people to see them play Belmont. Like, Belmont is terrible at volleyball. I think we're 22-0 yeah. and 0 against them all time. We've never lost. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, That's awesome. But, yeah, over, it's like 2,100 people. It was amazing to see to see that. So Yeah, I mean it- – I mean, and that's a volleyball match. I mean, honestly, I'd love to see more, but hey, you know, so be it. Um, and I and I I don't want to sound um, ridiculous. Um, the picture I've got uh, for our YouTube listener, our watchers, listeners of the show, um, I got a picture of Alyssa Cavanaugh. Um, just you know, I always see her as our volleyball guardian angel. So oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm going to, I just want to, I want to touch on that so people don't go, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm actually doing it intentionally. Um, you know, it's a I, tribute to her. That's, that's it's a awesome. tribute. Exactly. Thank you, Matt. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime volleyball gets attention, you know, I, I'm 100% behind it. They have worked their tails off for what they've done. And, uh, you know, Travis Hudson, uh, hashtag needs a statue on the hill, 100%. So, Absolutely, man. I, I I know it's kind of like a joke to some people, but I really think like, where is his statue? <laughs> he's it's amazing what he's done. I mean, he took WKU volleyball out of nothing. Well, and I mean, if as turned okay. into a juggernaut, if you put him in another sport, it's a different story, right? I mean, I hate to be like that guy, but if you put him in a different sport, we're in a different you know conversation right here. So. Yeah, maybe um, we know, should football, just basketball, this. anything. Maybe we just need to try it. Let's see how it works. The next sport that just sucks. Let's put Travis Hudson and see if he can fix it. I think he could. I think he could turn it around. Be like, 
Hey, Coach, uh, the badminton team's not doing so well. You think you can take care of that? I got right. you. I got yeah. you, bud. We can take we can take care of this. I think you can figure um, it out. But I yeah. thought the with the volleyball, I thought the the major news too was beat. Uh, they already have a top twenty five win against Marquette in the, the Dayton tournament. Um, that was the first game of the year. They came out and beat them three to one. Um, and then unfortunately, the next match they got dominated against Dayton. Um, apparently, there was some kind of like air conditioning issue, and it was like hot as crap in there. And so they were <laughs> apparently it was really tough conditions to play in. And uh, sounds like somebody had, sounds like the Dayton bunch was uh, trying to fix the game. Right. Throw that out there. It's a conspiracy against Western. That's it. They were out to foil <laughs> the tops. Um. Yes. Let's see. And what what match did you say they had over two thousand fans at? It was Belmont. Uh, that was on t- Tuesday. So, yeah, pretty. It was their first first home game, and yeah, two thousand people showed up. I mean, that's, to put it in perspective, like a women's basketball game may not have had a, a, a game besides the education day that they had two thousand people at the match at all, or at the I game mean, at all. But that's wild, though, dude. Like, I mean, it's I mean, now for the, the third biggest sport on campus. Yeah, like, I mean, clearly. and well, I mean, okay. If you put it in perspective, I mean, that's like a, for volleyball, that's like a packed, that's like a packed house. You know, that's a packed house. That's a packed diddle. You know, 2000 fans is awesome. That's standing room only, like can't breathe. Type yeah. Of attendance. That's incredible. Yeah. And guess what? We need better. I'm just saying. We need more fans at volleyball. I'm just saying. Amen. Hey, I mean, that's the top 25 program. Like, show, yes. show them some love. They're incredible. And it's someone, it, they're fun to watch, too. Like, it's a exactly. lot of fun. It really is. Yes. I mean, now some would criticize because I've never been to a volleyball match, but, you know, <laughs> those people also have rednecks on their show. So, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we uh, we failed to mention last time that Coach Lutz uh, has actually been putting in some work. He hadn't oh. been just sitting on the couch and just hanging out all summer. He's been putting in the work on the tops. Uh, Matt, I'll let you talk about Coach Lutz. See what he's been doing. How he's been going. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it it's important to to highlight. I know people are looking for some news and wanting to know what's going on, and and so obviously basketball's the first or second biggest sport on campus. Um, and depending on who you ask, but yeah. Say what? Yeah. I said, depending on who you ask, but yeah, I know, but but anyway, (laughs) yeah, no. Um, but he actually, you know, he came in and he had like this period where basically we didn't know what was going on and there was basically no news. And it's like, why haven't you signed someone yet? Whatever. Well, he ended up signing, um, several guys that, that look like could be pretty good players. Um, you know, guys that we could hopefully keep around a while. Some guys that will immediately impact, you know, we're going to keep, uh, Dante Allen and Fallujah and some of those, some of those guys that you kind of felt like were somewhat of a core. We're, we're losing Jamarian sharp and we're losing Davion. Um, but, but overall, um, it's, 
it seems like he's actually put together a decent roster. It took him a while. Like it, it, there was a delay to it. It was, you know, everybody was kind of starting to freak out. And then I was going to say, especially within an hour circle. Oh yeah. No, I, within our circle, there were people like losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is it, burning this program down. Right. <laughs> and you're just like, falling. what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it was pretty bad. I mean, there for a little bit. I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of guys within our circle were like fixing to cash in their season tickets. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little I mean, exaggerative, but it was pretty like they were really thinking, "Oh man, it's just going to be two or three years before we have a decent team." Well, and, I mean, honestly, it was reasonable to be wondering what the heck was going on. Like we didn't have, you know, more than five or six players. For more than a month after he had already gotten in and got started, yeah. And then he started, you know, he landed the first one, and then within two or three weeks, you know, we had some really nice pieces coming in. It's like, okay, he is he has been doing something. That's good to know, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, yeah, because um, um, I mean, nice there were there were a players. lot of players that um, slipped through recruiting wise mm-hmm. that people didn't think that should have. Um, I don't even. Remember. I can't even think of that one. Well, one of the players' names guys from his own school. You know, yes. he kind of got some judgment from that, which he did end up getting one of them. But yeah, there were a couple of them that, you know, in hindsight, like one guy ended up going to TCU. Well, he, the school is from Texas. The guy's from Texas. Yeah, I mean, it makes it's sense to want to stick around. You know, they, yeah, been in the tournament. You know, like this is not outlandish to think that he might go somewhere besides. Western. I mean, yeah, but well, I mean, their mascot's looking. a frog. Ours is big red. I mean, but you know, I'm not judging. Right, the uh, horny codes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he ended up he ended up with some nice uh, nice finds. Uh, Rodney Howard from Georgia Tech. Um, he had some JUCO guys that that looked like they could be pretty solid. Um, Baba Carfe from uh, College of Charleston looks like a, a pretty decent player. Brandon Newman was, I believe he's the guy from Purdue. Um, let me double check and make sure. Yeah, for, for Purdue, just double checking. Um, so really nice looking pieces. Um, and so I think I think the outlook is a little bit more bright. And I think honestly, immediately. Uh, given some of the teams that left in Conference USA, like FAU, who's going to be like preseason top 15, and yeah. some of those other teams, I think we should immediately be one of the favorites in basketball. So yeah, just wanted to uh, make sure people were, were aware and, and uh, thinking about basketball coming up here in just a little bit. It'll be yeah, a literally, month, uh, month and yeah. a half, and we'll start having tangible basketball practices and rah-rah. So, um, question for you. Do you think FAU is as good as this year as they were last year? Well, dude, they – I don't think they really lost anybody. I believe they kept everybody. That's pretty um, good, and honestly. And they transferred out, um, I'm, I'm assuming they would have added a, a piece or two. Um, I don't think they had anyone leave. And so, I mean, they, they honestly didn't get the love that they should have all year. And then they yeah. finally showed that they were capable. I sure as crap didn't think they would go Final Four. Oh, I didn't either, honestly. Uh, but I mean, that was that incredible. was amazing. Yeah, 
Um, and they beat they beat some real teams. It wasn't like they just played no one. Um, yeah. So, kudos to them. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're they obviously deserve to be ranked. I don't I don't know if they should be a top fifteen, even top ten team. But obviously, when you have that kind of experience and expectation, like they're going to be disappointed if they don't cut down the nets. Yeah. Themselves, so. Honestly, I kind of feel like like last year's tournament was a conspiracy. Like Judy paid off the people in the conference to get them in, but or, but you know it's whatever. I mean, I have been in our, on a conspiracy theory kick today, so if okay. I get into it any a little other bit, ones that you've like confirmed in your head, um, let's see, uh, let's see here. The Illuminati is real. Oh. Um, they you confirmed uh, that today. I did. Todd Stewart is in the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> just <so> you know. <laughs> um, is that why he just, and Drake are such good friends? Yes, and Beyonce and uh, Jay Z. Yes, I'm sure there's Todd like and those three. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so serious note: some good, some good news for Western, um, or at least Western fans. Uh, we've got some news so western fans who uh you know want to watch some games on sunday you got some players you could watch uh you've got um bailey zap uh sadly has gone to the practice team uh so he's going to be uh at the on the practice team for the patriots so boom uh, that was yeah, a surprise yeah i am too um i think a lot of people were surprised with that but um you know, maybe this is an opportunity for him to, you know, put in a little work, figure out what he needs to do and get picked up by somebody else. Um, Cause if I'm not mistaken, didn't Meredith do that? Yes. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Meredith, uh, who actually is with the, uh, the loss. Gosh, this, okay. So this is I about stumbled over it, but the Las Vegas Raiders, I always want to say Oakland. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, but, but he he signed, he's with the Raiders, so that's another pro top. Um, but he was actually on the Los Angeles Rams, uh, and then he was I think he was on their practice team after the preseason. Um, but he was an undrafted uh, free agent um, signed in twenty one. But you know that, and that's a possibility for Zap. You know he may end up in a situation like that, and he can maybe work on some of his um, some of his stock. I'll say you know some of his his draft stock. Uh, but we got Jordan Meredith still in the league, so I'll cross him off my list. Yeah, I was gonna go say ahead, Bailey, Matt. Just yes. real quick, he did. Bailey Zappi did have a, a tough preseason. I think that's a, a lot of the reason why he may have gotten cut. I mean, he had one game. I think he had three fumbles, um, and his completion percentage was like you know sixty instead of you know sixty five or seventy. So he just kind of had a rough go of it. And hopefully, well, he gets his. On, lands on his feet and well i mean and correct of course um one of our um friends in our friend group he's got uh, he's he's a patriots fan he said they've, they've only got one quarterback yeah i mean they, they've got to pick up somebody else i'm sorry they cut both of their guys so obviously that tells me they have someone else in mind or they're gonna go get someone yes um because obviously you can't function without two quarterbacks i mean you can't function with yeah because i mean like statistically, you've got a long season ahead of you, and I mean, unless Tom Brady's coming out of retirement and 
We just don't know it yet. Gosh. The Illuminati. The Illuminati. Sorry. He's in there too. (laughs) Todd Stewart, Tom Brady, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Drake, (laughs) Tom Hanks. (laughs) I'm just throwing out random names at this point. Um, Another. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. How else are her tickets selling for so much? I'm just saying. Right. It's a conspiracy. Okay, so this is something we heard over the summer, or at least I heard, about people buying those tickets, which are, what, $5,000 a piece, some of them? Good mm. freaking God. <laughs> and um, and they go to these events, these concerts, and they make their picture in them, and then they leave. Like, there, there's people who are rich, and then they're stupid rich. And that's stupid rich, in my opinion. Like, if you're just like, eh, $5,000, I'm going to get a picture and leave. Well, I mean, if the picture goes viral and you make twenty thousand off of it, I guess that's a profit. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what? What? Um, of course, the funniest thing for me was I saw a TikTok of a guy going to a Taylor Swift concert with his significant other, and he's like, "It's actually really nice, like during the concert, because there's nobody out here." He's like, you can walk to the bathroom with no line. You know, you get your food pretty quickly. I was like, that's really funny, actually. You know, during the concert, he's actually like walking around, not in the concert. But <laughs> um, but like I said, we're going back pro tops. Uh, D'Angelo Malone, uh, he is with the Falcons. God bless him. And um, I mean, hey, if you're in the pros, it don't matter who you're playing for as long as you're playing. You're getting paid to play, so. Uh, of course, he's playing linebacker, which wasn't he a defensive end, if I'm not mistaken? And he was an edge rusher. Okay. So he's okay. a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, we talked about Zap. Let me cross him off my list. And Malone. And um, we've got Khalif Halisi. Halasi, bud. Halasi. Hali- yeah. You know why I say Halisi is because of Game of Thrones. I got you. You probably never watched that show, though. Nope, Good. not really. A good Christian boy like you. Uh, so funny thing is, uh, Khalif Halis Halasi. Um, if you Google his name, it pops up the Kansas City Chiefs page, and then it says four hundred four page error. Well, yep. Cool. And then there's like an there's like this little if you you just Google it, listeners at home, if you're able to, and you can see Patrick's kind of doing this shrug gif. And it's hilarious. I'm sorry. Like, they literally got this dude doing this. Um, And then we have one. And for our circle, it was a little contested. And I think that my contestion is valid. Because. um, Okay, so uh, Mitchell Tinsley uh, was at Hutchison Community College. And, you know, in 2020, he transferred into Western. Western for a year, uh, two years. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 43 receptions in his first year for 377 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, in 21, he had he was a 14 game starter, so he started all season. He had 87 receptions for 1402 yards and 14 touchdowns. That's freaking awesome. That's amazing, and I'm not undercutting that at all. He then transferred to Penn State in 22. Uh, he, uh, 
He started, uh, he had 13 starts. He recorded 51 receptions for 577 yards and five touchdowns. Honestly, I think that's wasted. Yep. I mean, I think he could have had another 1,400, if not more, season at Western, and his draft stock would have been higher. 100%. Like, I was thinking about this. It's frustrating because, I mean, first of all, he did make it. So good for him. The talent yes. Yes. made it through, and they were able to see that he was a good player. Yes. But he would have been drafted at Western without question. He would have yes. been drafted, and he would have had a roster spot unless he was a screw-up. But instead, he had to battle and battle and battle to even make a squad, and he still might get cut. He and almost – It frustrates yeah. me because, number one – how good could Western have been, but also how how much better off could he be right now sitting yes. comfortable in the NFL than I don't mean uh, you're right. You're hundred percent right. And my thing is, is he was almost one third of the yards. He had fourteen hundred the year before and he had five hundred and seventy. So yeah, it's not quite half, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um he had he had less than a fraction of the yards. And he almost ended up with like less than. Uh, let's see, he had sorry. He had fourteen touchdowns the previous year. He had five touchdowns in twenty-two, so he was almost a third in both yards and in touchdowns. So you know, it's it's one of those where you're like, really, um, you know, it's you just need to. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to speak on things that I don't know. Okay. I'm not making assumptions here or anything like that. But my thing is, is either a, you got somebody in your ear telling you, Hey man, let's go bigger. You can go bigger. You can, you know, you get a bigger school, you'll get better draft stock, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not always the case because we, uh, Taywan Taylor played for the Titans for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Perfect example right there. Of course, I'm pretty sure that dude could race a Corvette. But anyway, um, dude had some freaking speed on him. Uh, but, you know, Western has people who go pro. And, you know, there is a complete, you know, we are Western and we are a school that um, has people who go pro. There's no issue staying here and finishing out your career. And, you know, you he probably would have excelled even more. But... I digress, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it it it's something that I've had an issue with for decades about people leaving Western, whether it's coaches or players transferring or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, a lot of times you you think the the grass is going to be greener on the other side, but it just it's not always that way. And you just hate to see it when kids screw up. In this case, it worked out. Thank God. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. Yes. Um, you know, does he count 100% as a agree. Western player? Is he going to be announced as a Western player? I, I don't know. No. Um, it probably won't be. It'll probably be considered Penn State. Yep. But uh, it just it stinks because I think that, especially if he if he maybe makes it this year, you know, next year he's going to have the same battle on his hands unless he establishes himself as a real legit receiver in the NFL, and then he'll he'll have a spot. But 
um, he's going to have to struggle versus being a second, third, fourth round pick and being guaranteed that you're going to have four or five years in the league um, yeah. to establish yourself. You know, Taewon Taylor came in and he frankly was uh, not very productive with the Titans. He had issues, but they had to keep him on and he made a bunch of money because he was a high draft pick. Um, yes, yeah. Tinsley wasn't even drafted. He was just an undrafted, an undrafted free agent. He happened to find the right situation and is on a roster, thank God. But that's a lot of risk to take uh, to, to get 500-something yards at Penn State versus have a record-breaking year and be a top two or three-round draft pick. Oh, I, I agree. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those almost situations where, hey, you know, we've got this super awesome car. Let's fix it this way or let's do this and let's do that. And you almost tear up the car. Mm-hmm. You know, was it worth it? I don't know. I don't think so. But um, I'm hoping, you know, like you said, he can stay on the roster, uh, do well. Because um, honestly, all of these guys that, you know, come and play at Western for a year, six months, whatever, and if they transfer out, you know, honestly, I wish them the best. So be it. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, like when they do that little introduction on ESPN and they're like, Mitchell Tinsley. Penn State University. That's what they're going to say. He's not going to say, Mitchell Tinsley, I went to Western for a little bit, and then I met Penn State, and then I got here. That's not how it works. So <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Like, uh, I was telling, you know, one of our, one of the friends in our, our friend group or circle, he was talking about it. He's like, well, maybe, you know, we could say something like that. And it's like, like, do you, like, you're friends with your exes, obviously. Like, I don't talk to any of my exes because they're, all bitches. But anyway, um, (laughs) they, (laughs) but anyway, like, uh, you know, like when they get married, like, do they say, Oh, I dated so-and-so and and then I married you. Like, no, no, they don't do that. Who cares? That's like, no, no. So, you know, Hey, I wish him the best, you know, so be it, whatever. Um, I hope he does well. Hope he succeeds in the league. Um, you know, and maybe someday he can be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a host of a NFL TV show. You know, I think that's what all NFL players are working towards. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so Matt, do what? The dream. Anyway, go ahead. Buddy. Yes. So Matt has written an article and just like those old ladies at Sam's club, we're going to give you a sample. Uh, Lord. By the way, I don't want to uh, miss a couple guys from the pro tops thing. Oh right? yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Tyler Higby. LA yes. Rams, uh, George Fant, um, Houston Texans, Roderick Martin, uh, Detroit Lions. So congrats to those guys. I just want to make sure we mention that because we don't want to be snubbing people. Oh, and oh, you know what? I think we're missing one. Lucky yeah. Jackson, right? Uh, Is he still with he, the Vikings or am I missing? He got right? cut, and I don't know God if he's been signed it. yet. Um, okay. He got cut. Yeah, he had – he had a real rough – there was a video of him, of him yep. dropping a wide-open deep route. I mean, he was wide open when he did a touchdown. Everybody was going to celebrate, and he dropped it. And it's like, oh, crap. That it. might be why he gets cut, you know, and he did get cut. So, you hate it. I hate that. He's such really a good do. guy. He's so smart. I was really impressed with him when I when I met him uh, one of the sp- a couple of spring games ago, and he was hanging out, and he was going to tr- – 
go to a tryout. And it turns out he made the XFL and did so well, and then got a got a tryout with the NFL. And uh, I hope he lands somewhere in the NFL and a great career because he's a good dude. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, I, it was it was almost inspirational for him to go from the XFL to the NFL. You know. And I thought, all right, you know, hey, man's, you know, he's he's putting in work. He's gonna do. He's doing good. Let's hopefully see how everything goes. And mm-hmm. I hate that. Oh well. Um, you know, best of luck to you, buddy. And you know, hopefully you'll get picked up by another team here. Absolutely. Um, Maybe you'll know, be lucky. <laughs> good one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Is he is uh, Lucky Jackson gets picked up. And he can actually, uh, you know, it, whether, I mean, and honestly, if he gets on a practice team too, that's fine because you're going to get paid. You know, you get paid to practice and, you know, do your thing. And, you know, hopefully you can build build your stock as well as practicing with professional athletes. So, um, you know, best of luck to him and all the pro tops so far. Is there anybody else I'm missing? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I honestly I just want to make sure I didn't miss anybody else. Um, uh, so your little article, <laughs> my little, little article, that's um, 27 pages long. Oh man. Hey, it's actually, I mean, it's respectable. <laughs> like you could probably read it without wanting to go to sleep. Um, yeah. I need pictures. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got one picture. <laughs> it says keys to victory. Um, ah, there we go. Riveting. Um, Anyway, first of all, to the if there are any USF people listening, hope the uh, everything with the hurricane. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, I hope everything works out and, and nobody gets hurt and we don't have a disaster. My sister's down there in uh, kind of Manatee Bradenton area, so she's kind of locked in and told me her street was flooded and whatever. So um, prayers to those for those people down in in Tampa area. Um, yeah, just wanted to say that as far as what I was getting at in this article, we were talking about kind of what we want to see, um, for, for Western, um, do you want me to just kind of go into my keys or we want to lay the groundwork for USF in general? How do you want to do it, man? Either way you want to do it, buddy. Okay. Well, I'll say this before we get into my keys. USF, uh, last year was one and 11. Um, so they were a complete disaster. They were terrible. Um, but they do have a new coaching staff and it seems like these guys should know what they're doing. We'll see if they're, uh, any better or whatever, but it stands to reason that they should be better than one and 11. Um, or at least that they should start improving. Um, they do return some people and honestly, you know, the one and 11 obviously is horrendous. Yeah, but if you look at some of their stats and stuff, they weren't a terrible offensive team, especially. They averaged 28 points a game offensively. So that's honestly enough for you to win some football Something. games. Something, yeah. Um, that's that's pretty decent. I don't know where that ranks in, in the whole country or anything, but that's a decent output. You can yeah. win with 28 points. Um, yeah. But the problem is they gave up 41, over 41 a game. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, they gave up 234 on the ground and 282 through the air. So not good. Um, they also didn't force turnovers. Um, you know, they were negative in the uh, turnover margin. So 
they had some things they needed to work on for sure. But mm-hmm. um, if you go back and look at their results, uh, they only had a few games that they just got blasted. You know, they lost to BYU by twenty nine. Um, they lost to Louisville by thirty eight. Lost to East Carolina by twenty. There was one more. They lost at Temple, fifty four to twenty eight. But uh, every other game was respectable. SMU they lost by eighteen. Every other game though, they had like they played at Florida, they lost by three. Oh, good lord! Uh, they played at Cincy, lost by four. Uh, Tulane they were within two touchdowns. Houston they were within two touchdowns. Uh, Tulsa, they were they lost by six, lost to UCF by seven. So they had some some games where the, honestly they could have been like, you know, four and eight or something, uh, at least. And they just kind of had some, you know, they just weren't a very good team. And so I think people look at USF now. Well, they were one eleven. It's going to be a blowout. We're going to kill them, and we might. Yeah. But I think I think it's something that I would caution people. Because when you have a defense of that that's that bad, it doesn't take much to fix a few things and have them be competitive again. Even yeah. in, regardless of who who's there, whether they have the pieces or not, sometimes it's just somebody didn't know what they were doing, and you fix a few things and make sure they're fundamentally sound and they're competitive again. And so that just kind of sets the stage. Um, they do return. Uh, some quarterbacks. They they have uh, some good transfers. They had a couple Florida transfers um, that decided to come to them. So they have some athletes. And with any Florida school, you're going to have some athleticism just because a lot of the players are going to come from Florida, and it, Florida is just overrun with athletic bodies that can that can play decent football. So. Yeah. They're gonna have some pretty good players. Um, well, I mean, that was the whole thing back in the day. Was Florida was the fast state? Yeah, that's what it, I mean. That's what they used to call it. It was the fast state, and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of talent in Florida. You'll see, even some of the Division two schools. Like, I mean, Austin Reed, he went to um, Western Florida, and uh, he ended up here at Western and obviously he's a pretty good talent, but he was somebody that didn't really get recruited and then has worked his way up. Well, I mean, he's, he's all right, but okay. Yeah. He's decent. You know, I mean, he went through like <laughs> 4,000 4, yards. Zappy, yeah. Zappy almost threw 6,000. Yeah. Get over yourself, Austin Reed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you have such an ego. Gosh. Um, everybody just the hype on this guy. Like get some humility. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he, a decent prospect, I'd say. Um, and there's there's going to be some like hidden gems there. Even even FIU, God bless them, uh, they've got <laughs> they've got some talent too. And they're, I mean, seventy three nothing says maybe not, but I mean, uh, I mean, they, and they, I mean, year to year they could have some growth. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say we're going to have another seventy three to nothing year, but. I mean, it could be rough. I don't know, but just have to go. You just have to see, yeah. you know. I just think in general the to the things to pay attention to, um, or to think about before we get into the keys is just they're probably going to be better than they were last year just because they got a new coach that hopefully knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. So they're they're going to improve. Hopefully, we also improve too because 
we've we've brought back you know 15 players that are supposed to be really good players and um you know it doesn't seem like there are tons of holes that we have to fill in and we should be decent at most in most places so um hopefully we also improve so when you're trying to figure out how this game is going to go you never know it's the first game of the season a lot of times games are won and lost by someone screwing up so yeah western turns it over five times it gives usf a chance you know if we if we can't run the ball if we can't pass if uh, somebody gets injured first play or something, you know, like things happen. Yeah. Um, and so it might be kind of a mess in terms of like the fundamentals and everything, but hopefully we, we come through it unscathed. So Devin, were you going to say something there, man? Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I think we've got a really good shot against South Florida. Um, oh, shoot. I ain't got that pulled up. Is is that home or away? It's, is that in Tampa? You just say? No, 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 man. It's it's at Western. Okay, yeah, I, I goofed and didn't pull that up beforehand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, on like you said, um, hopefully, you know, come through both sides. Everybody's okay. Everybody's healthy. Everything's working out fine. And um, you know, uh, yeah, South Florida's. I mean, South Florida's going to have a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. coming into Western. Uh, ESPN's got them or got us at basically like two thirds. We we have sixty seven percent chance to win on Saturday um, against South Florida. It's going to be almost ninety degrees. Do what? Well, I mean, when you hear that number sixty seven percent, like that's a that's a big number, but it basically it means we probably should definitely win. But there's a decent chance that things happen. So. I I don't want to sound I don't want to sound cynical, but I do not trust the numbers on ESPN's matchup predictor because we've I mean, we, I mean last year we had the same thing we did that whole thing last year with basketball. Like every time you'd sit there and all of a sudden boom you got something else popped up and you're like, what is that? You're like, hey, we got thumped by this team and it's like we were supposed to win by a certain you know, we had this much and nope. Um, yeah, but yeah, Western uh, is going to be playing South Florida, like I said, 3.30 p.m., uh, CBS Sports Network, so get used to that, um, <laughs> and WKU is going to be a 11.5 point favorite. Yeah, so, the, so it's interesting, too, the line went from 13.5 to 11.5. I don't know if the, the Matheson news, which, by the way, Michael Matheson – Probably second best receiver or third, depending on how you look at it. Um, looks like he's out at least for a little bit. He's definitely yeah. not on the depth chart. So that's something to factor in. That might be why the line has moved closer to 10 rather than moving towards 15. So regardless, I mean, we're a solid favorite. I mean, one of my keys to victory, the first one's real deep. Um, it's don't suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty mean, good. Basically, like, yeah, just do a good job. Kind of like I was saying, don't don't just screw the pooch. You know, like, don't just completely poop the bed, and you're probably going to be all right. I mean, um, it's really about not making mistakes first week. I mean, you're going to be a little sloppy, but don't do something like don't pick six from the one yard line, or that flips the spread. If you think about it, that's 14 point swing. You're favored by. 
11 to, to 14 points, well, don't throw a pick six from the one. Don't, don't do something that just completely ruins a couple drives, you know? Yeah. Um, and you probably ought to come out okay. So that was my, one of my keys. Um, getting into those a little bit, I said uh, wide receiver depth. Obviously, Matheson's out. Um, you know, the re- really the only proven consistent wide receiver is Corley. You got Dalvin Smith, who's been a red zone threat, but is he ready to be that, you know, seven, eight hundred yard type of guy uh, or more? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he's got talent. He's nice and long and athletic and everything. Probably needs to put on a couple pounds, but um, he, he's a nice talent. You'd like to see him take that step to be the, the second best receiver if Matheson is out. Um Next was, uh, I think, the we don't need to see an elite offensive line. The offensive line was incredible last year, but you lost a few pieces. We still need to see that they're they're good. They need to be mm-hmm. above average. You know, let's see a pretty decent offensive line. If they give up a couple sacks, fine. But let's not be awful, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to be absolutely terrible. Um you know, I want to see Austin Reed take his next step, you know, uh, in his development. I think he's got that reputation of being a gunslinger and just kind of throwing it around and, you know, kind of the Brett Favre, like, I'm just going to throw it in there and see what happens. And I think he needs to still be himself, but uh, yeah. you want to see him make some better decisions. Well, um, and I, I, I'm just elaborating a little bit on that point. Yeah. My thing is with, with Austin Reed, I mean, he has to have that protection. And what I would worry about on Saturday is, uh, you know, confusing blitz against a younger offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe different ca- pass coverages against the bl- with the blitz. You know, in conjunction with uh, to maybe trip him up while also you know rushing his throw as well. Um, you know, because there's a lot of scenarios where, you know we do this up front, it screws up the offensive line, he starts getting rushed, you know, bing, bang, boom, he's thrown interceptions. He's being sacked. You know, there's a lot of things that could go downhill quickly because, you know, Austin Reed's being rushed. Um, You know, he's being rushed on the throw, he's being forced out of the pocket, he's not comfortable back there. And that's a situation we have to avoid. We have to keep him comfortable um, and protected, you know. We want, you know, ideally him sitting in the backfield in a lazy boy and just tossing it is the best situation. You know, him just taking his time. He sits back there for six or eight seconds and then he makes a throw wherever he wants to. Sounds good to me. Let's do it all day. Um, But, you know, if he's having issues like that, you know, I, in my mind, I'm worried about injuries and I'm worried about, um, you know, I mean, losing, but injuries are more important for me at this point in the season. So, uh, but sure. sorry, go ahead. No, you're good, man. That was that was good input there. I mean, I do every now and then. Yeah, man, that's good. Good thoughts there. <laughs> uh, you, you got one, Devin. Uh, Yay! <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. Sorry. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, I mean, Austin. Austin. Uh, hopefully, he. You know, you just want to see him. Just be a little bit better, a little bit more sharp. Um, you know, you certainly don't want to see, you know, I kind of put it in the article. There were there were a few times last year 
probably more than some of the other great Western quarterbacks that you kind of look at what just happened and you're like, what, what, what was he thinking there? Yeah. You know, why, why did he do that? And there was, there was more of that from Austin than I think he saw from some of the other ones like Zappy and Dowdy yeah. and Mike White. Uh, they were a little bit more steady. Uh, Reed is, you know, he's got the, I think he's got a stronger arm than, than at least a couple of them. Um, well, I mean, to stand up for Reed a little bit here, like, like Mike White, Brandon Dowdy, you know, Brandon Dowdy was here for 45 years, so he should have been, you know, very well versed in Western football and culture. But like, you know, yeah, like Piggy, like, <laughs> you know, Pigram, yeah, I know, right, me and you both. Um, Pigram, you know, uh, Piggy, he wasn't, he was not the best. He did not have the strongest arm. Um, and I think Tyson Helton thought when he was recruited him that his arm was a lot better than it was, and it wasn't. And his and God love Piggy, you know. I'm hoping he's doing good, um, but you know he he was not a good fit for Western's offensive scheme, mm-hmm. um, and for Western to try to kind of convert things into that, it it wasn't gonna work. I'm sorry. Um, and the same with um, I mean, and Stephen Duncan, he's a great quarterback too. Um, you know, not to name names, but like. He was not on the caliber of Bailey Zapp. Sorry. Sure. Uh, Steven Duncan's not on the caliber of Mike White. Mm-hmm. Or Brandon Dowdy, or for that matter, I would say Austin Reed's a better quarterback than Steven Duncan. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think that's... So, I mean, there's... Yeah. There are... there. I mean, and I don't... There are, you know, quarterbacks who played at Western who were not at the talent level as these guys. So... That's that's all I was saying is that, you know, Austin Reed, um, even though there's a lot of hate on this show coming from Matt's end on Austin Reed, you know, what some of us here still do like him. So. <laughs> Austin Reed's incredible, man. What are you talking about? Uh, just starting to, just trying to stir the pot, man. Just stirring oh the pot gosh, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> Austin <laughs> Reed's incredible, man. I mean, he's he's basically he's zappy with another year. I mean, Zappy. Yes, which, by the way, that was that was something I always hoped for. By the way, was you know having Zappy another year, and this is where we're getting with Austin Reed, and I am ecstatic for the way this season is going to go. Hopefully, yeah, and I mean Zappy uh, did not have a running game, so a lot of his numbers were a little bit inflated because he had to do all the work. Yeah, Um, Reed actually had, especially later in the year, he had a running game that was somewhat respectable he had, yeah he had a decent stable backs which is another one of my points but um i mean he he really has had a lot more options so some of his numbers were a little lower but he he is absolutely on on the same level as any of the other three really really good quarterbacks in western history and, and honestly like i think well at least in this century i'll say austin reed is probably one of the top you know, quarterbacks for Western in this time period. Um, but, but I mean, it honestly, first game, first play of the game. If I'm Tyson Helton, we're we're throwing it deep. We're going for it right first first play, right? Sure. I mean, I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Go for it. USF secondary is supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> One of the the article, the Q and A that we had with um, I forget who it was, but one of the 
Uh, the uh, Bay Area something. I'm sorry. I'll have to check it. Bay Area Examiner. That was it. Yes. Um, he, he quote unquote said their secondary was straight ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, hilarious. I mean, he didn't filter it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It, it was, uh, he was pretty blunt about it. They were terrible. So, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it, it really should not be a good matchup on that part of it unless they, they've found uh, several players that can immediately help them. Um, so we should have a pretty good matchup there. But, you know, you just want to see a, a good trend upward. You want to see some efficiency. And I'd honestly like to see a good running game from the start of the year. That's one yeah. thing that we have not had in years and years is yeah. a running game that you come out game one and you get 200 yards rushing or you get 150 usually it's not that yeah it's not ready to go the last couple of years we've had a, a good running game late while we've gone on some late season runs but uh the running game has not been elite from the start yeah. of the year and i think we got a chance to do that this year yeah we've struggled for what since at least brom i would say yeah. to have a successful run game. I mean, we had D Furby on the show before and, you know, even Furby had issues getting the run game started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say his first year with Sanford was better than his second year. And I don't know if that was the offensive scheme that had issues or, you know, Lord knows what was going on there. But, um, and then of course, of course, coach Helton has actually, I won't say improved, but it's a lot better than it was under Sanford. I'll say that. It was a lot better. Um, but, you know, like you said with Zap, um, he had he had options for running back, but it wasn't as um, strong as, you know, as as it was with Brom or, you know, Coach Taggart um, or Coach Elson. You know, those teams had, I mean, Antonio Andrews, Bobby Rainey, you know, players like that that had a lot more – um, you know, had a lot more, I, I don't want to say talent, but, you know, maybe there was a better offensive scheme there that helped them with the running game. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, one of the weaknesses with the air raid is, you know, even losing focus on the running game period. Like you just don't, yeah. you don't run it that much. No. I think this year it would be a mistake not to use the four guys that we have. I mean, we have four legit Yes. Guys that, that any of the four of them could probably start on most of the teams in the last several years, and all of them should be able to contribute. And uh, I'm hoping that we that we put them to use because there were some really nice signs from each of them last year. Um, yeah. And we – well, the, the fourth person, Elijah Young, is a transfer from Missouri who, who played and had some pretty decent – uh, like he averaged five yards a carry at Missouri, so I mean that's that's a respectable SEC uh, caliber guy coming in, and he probably isn't going to start. Um, yeah, you know you got Marquis Step and uh, Davion Urban Poindexter that are probably your one A one B one way or another. Yeah, um, and then you got LT Sanders and then Elijah Young somewhere in there. So all four of them are good. And I think all of them can play. So I hope we put them to use and see some nice moments from the running game for once. Well, I mean, and and to kind of elaborate on your point, like you said, is 
if like with the air raid, you lose focus on your running game, like you just said. But the other side of things is is that if you have a decent running game, then you open up the possibility for your quarterback to throw over the running game. Or to throw yes. overthrow the defenders is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it 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 gives Reed more options. It also helps our running backs because when the defense's first motion is back, you know that's automatic a couple yards. You know, mm-hmm. uh, at least you know five or six yards. And guess what? You do five or six yards again, you got a first down. So there we go. Um, Amen, so, and it also helps with the clock. You got the running game. You're going to cut the clock out. You know, you'll score a couple touchdowns. You run the clock out. You win the game. There you go. Actually, that brings up a couple thoughts there. One thing is, I don't know if you've seen this, some of the comments or whatever, but um, they actually changed the rule now where they're going to run um, the clock on first downs um, in the field of play now. So it's going to be more like an NFL game uh, until the last couple minutes and then it stops. Well, that number one, that that's going to emphasize running more. It's going to be more yeah. valuable to be able to run and get a first down because the clock's not going to stop. Yeah, um, and uh, I think it's going to shorten up some games. Uh, and so I just think about some of those early games last year. We established a running game later. Yeah, but early on, we didn't really have a running game. I mean, Austin P. We only we won thirty eight twenty seven. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Indiana was another game. We were up late in the, I think it was in the fourth quarter by 11. Yes. And uh, ended up um, choking it away. Well, if you had a running game that could shut that baby down, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, we would have been able to run out the clock, but we couldn't get a couple first downs. If you can run the ball early in the year, some of these yeah. games that you were throwing away last year are immediately fixed. Yeah, Troy, we could not move the daggum ball for the first half at all, and we finally figured out how we could do a little bit. Yeah, but they ended up winning because they controlled up front and they controlled our short passing game. UTSA. Yeah. I mean, I can keep going. Uh, I mean, you're a hundred percent right. I'm not. Ar- I'm not going to argue any of those yeah. points because Indiana was. I just next time we play them, we've got to find. We've got to find Jared or something and sacrifice him on the 50-yard line. I'm sorry, but anyway. Um, Jared, don't say anything if it's okay. Okay, we're good. So, anyway. Okay, yeah. Um, yep, we're good. Um, but anyway, no, like, seriously, like, I, I don't know what it is about us, but we cannot beat Indiana. Of course, we were at Indiana last year, um, which I think they got some home cooking. I'm just saying. The refs are part of the Illuminati. But anyway. Um <laughs> But no, the uh, um, we can't beat Indiana for whatever reason. And, and like you said, if we'd have had the run game, if we could have taken some more time off the clock, we could have hypothetically shoulda, woulda, coulda won that game. Um, you know, uh, you know, if like you said, if we can establish the run game earlier in the season, I think it's it's going to help us in the long run, uh, and especially. It's going to help passing. It's going to help everything else. And I and the thing too that we're kind of we're missing out on just a little bit here is that Austin Reed should be more comfortable with the system this year than at the start of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to give us a leg up too. 
Um, but uh, one more thing, Matt. Yeah. Let's talk predictions. Okay. So what are you thinking for Western Kentucky versus South Florida? Where's your scores at? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of went back and forth. I mean, honestly, I, the more that I've listened to and paid attention and read articles and looked at videos and I'm, saw some practice and stuff, uh, the more that I think that that USF could be somewhat competitive Saturday. I mean, yeah. I, know, I know some people think, oh, it's going to be a blowout. They sucked last year. We're going to be awesome. We're going to kill them. We're at home, whatever. Um, but I do think if you're not prepared for a battle, then that's when you can end up having one. You can end up getting a surprise, too, at the end of the, the game and seeing the result. I, yeah. I do think we should take care of business, and my prediction – is that we will, but I think it'll be a little closer than it's not going to, I don't think it'll be like a 40 point blowout or something. Um, yeah. I think both teams are going to kind of make some mistakes. Uh, I think we'll, both teams will probably kick some field goals. Yeah. And I've got um, 30 WKU 37 to 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what do you, you think it was going to be? Honestly, I'm going to say that um, I think there's going to be um, some mistakes on both sides of the ball. Um, like you said earlier, you were talking about uh, USF um, able to score 28 points. And so I don't know why, but my mind just stuck with that. And I think Western and I think Helton and Reed and the offense are going to kind of keep the pedal down. And I think it's going to be 42-28. Okay. Um, yeah. that's, that is within, uh, what, 14 or so. Yeah. So I think it's a possibility for Western to, uh, you know, to in this game, I think we could, I mean, it's going to be at home. It's first game of the year. It's going to be nice weather. It's not gonna be too hot, too cold, whatever. Um, so I think hopefully the fan base will show up and show out like they always do. Um, mm-hmm. all the way up into the third quarter. And then, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, hopefully that you know. I'm honestly like I hope Maybe Western. The, the I hope they do well. King of the beer bottles a couple <laughs> blocks away will be enough crowd noise <laughs> to really disturb the bulls on Saturday. Yes, uh, but no, I think I think Western and like you said, reading them, I think I think that USF is going to continue with some of their struggles, and I think Coach Helton and the staff and you know Reed and offense and deeds are going to be able to capitalize on some of those uh, issues. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, you know, Western will win. We're we've got the game set up, or we didn't set it up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the game is uh, going to be three yeah, thirty p.m. No <laughs> yeah, three thirty p.m. Uh, September second, which is Saturday. It's on CBS Sports Network. CBS Sports Network. Uh, the game is in Bowling Green, so if you're in the area, stop by. Uh, make sure to uh, go support the tops and. Uh, I think you could probably listen on the radio on a local ESPN radio station. Uh, what is it? Six forty, seven twenty. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be on that, but it'll be. AM. It'll be on one hundred point seven. Usually is go. the is the radio uh, station with Randy Lee. Hey, check oh, it, no. check it. Honestly, I prefer Randy guy. Lee over some of these others. Um, oh, Randy's awesome, dude. He's. he's I mean, great. he's the best. He's the best. He's the voice of the tops. 
Um, but check us out next week. We'll be here again. Um, if you want to, if you don't mind, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Do all those little fun things. It we it helps us out a ton, and uh, you know, kind of gets our algorithm out there, and you know, it it helps us out. Uh, if you do need assistance, you can always uh, check out BetterHelp.com forward slash Redout, and uh, it helps us out too. That the affiliate link helps us, and uh, hopefully it'll help you as well. Uh, yeah, but Devin, oh, what, yes, I'm yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you. I know you're about to shut it down, but I did want to say something about BetterHelp. Actually, um, okay, I've actually um, had some people in my life that last few weeks that there have been some incidents and people have honestly attempted suicide and whatever. It's really awful. And I just wanted to say that if, if you're one of those people that, that maybe thoughts are going through your head or you're struggling or whatever, there are people out there that care and that yes. matter and uh, that, that it's super important. If you need help, go be willing to admit that you need some help and go talk to better help. So yes, I just wanted to say, that. I mean, you keep the anonymity with better help. Um, you know, you'll have someone to talk to, uh, but you know what? Sometimes just reaching out to a friend and saying, I need help is ha- the hardest thing, yeah. but you know what? It's going to be harder without you in their life. You know, I know things may seem bad, but you reach out and talk to somebody. Um, you know what? I don't even care. If you send me a message, if you DM me and say you need help, I'll talk to you. I don't even care. Amen. Because Amen. your life matters. You matter. Whoever you are out there, if you need to hear this, you matter. That's right. Um, but uh, as Matt was saying, uh, check us out. We'll be here next week. Um, check us out on ESPN. ESPN. God, I wish we'll be on uh, YouTube. I, dude, I'm so out that of it today. Help, that would help the exposure, I think. If yes, we I think if we could get this on ESPN, on I, have to, I just have to figure out how to hack the ESPN satellite. Uh, but anyway, yeah, check us out. We're on YouTube. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Follow Matt on Twitter. He He's the one that does the red out just says something crazy. It's not me. It's completely Matt. Oh, so uh, someone went full name on me a few weeks ago, man. They thought they were calling me out. <laughs> okay. I'm not hiding it. <laughs> you told your mom, right? She can't do that again. Oh, yeah. That that woman, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, but, hey, guys, we appreciate your support. Appreciate you listening thus far. Uh, and, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. Ah, the music's working this week. Woo! <laughs> Appreciate you, bud. Yeah, man.